and we're back with another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. This time with a co-host who I will be interviewing. Well, he's not really a co-host. Honestly, he's a co-host of my life. Kev, husband Kev, the other half of that man a girl. I say that because we have been together eight years and honestly, y'all would not know the Amanda that you know today without Kev. So I'm so excited for you to get to meet him and just hear a little bit about his heart and his experience with living with me and supporting me and encouraging me and just being an all around stand up guy. As a quick little reminder, this episode was filmed and put on the YouTube channel. So head over to YouTube, search That Man A Girl, and you'll find this episode. It is a must watch because it is the unedited version. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's get into it. Well, hello everyone on the podcast. I'm your host, Manda, and we are joined by Kev. Hi. Hey. Hey. Thanks for making the time, bud. Thanks, bud. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> You're so annoying. You planned that. Anyways, okay, so on my platform online, people are constantly asking me about you and mm -hmm. our relationship, mm -hmm. and they are always saying that we just have like a goals marriage. Hmm. That's okay. That's my reaction too. <laughs> I think we have a great marriage. Oh, it's fantastic! It's a we have pretty darn good marriage. You know, it's one of the best marriages I've ever had. So, anyways, but it kind of always like strikes a nerve with me when people say that we have a goals marriage because I don't think people understand what all we've been through. And in the theme of this podcast, like obviously not everything sunshine and rainbows. Mm. Our marriage has not been all sunshine and rainbows, mm. and so I kind of wanted to interview you okay. my love okay and just have my audience have the chance to get to know you a little bit better and i guess most of the questions that they sent in pretty much has the theme of how do you put up with me oh. which i was slightly offended by <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but it's a, a great question it's funny because no, i feel like, like i put up with you more than you put up with me I think the jury's still out on that one. Okay. Well, all right. So I am going to give you the opportunity to give us a background okay. on Kevin. So how did you get to where you are? Mm -hmm. How did you get to where you are being married to me? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. T take it away. Take it away. My dear. All right. Uh, oh, that's a, that's a long story. I don't like talking about myself, so this is weird. Um, it is funny. It, I don't like it. Uh, Normally you let me do all the talking uh, in the relationship. It's much easier. <laughs> and then, except for when you're wrong, then I, I chime in. I'm never wrong. I'm always wrong. Uh, so I, um, I'm not a native Floridian. Uh, I am from Northern Virginia. So I was born and raised up there. And um, I had my stint at the firehouse, rescue squad through high school and college. And I uh, went to college and studied biochemistry. Uh, yay, science. Science. Um, and then, you know what, we met in the, toward the end of my college career and toward the beginning of your college career. Yeah. Yeah. So You um, were a senior and I was a freshman. I was a super senior. <laughs> I had super, super powers. Mm. It's the only super I've ever had. Did that fifth year lap. Oh, so great. Um, but yeah, and outside of college, then um, a big life change. I wanted to go to medical school. I was set up for medical school and... 
things happened, meaning I met you, and I decided I would spend 10 years of my life in school. Whoa! I didn't want to spend 10 years of my life in school. You can't blame that on me. I didn't. I just used no, you no. as an excuse. No, 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 no. no there was a different member no, 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 of no. the female gender. We're not gender. talking about that. Who ruined your chances at middle school? No, she didn't ruin them. She, you can't blame that on me. I didn't. I said I didn't want to spend 10 years of my life in school when I met you. Fine. I'll accept that. Okay, exactly. So I had to figure out what I was going to do next. Um, I did some sales. Horrible. I can't sell crap. Because uh, you hate talking. No, I hate lying. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a salesperson, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I've been there. Um, and so then I found a job in Florida that was uh, IT consultants. Uh, I couldn't fix my router. I couldn't restart my computer. Couldn't do anything. And um, I had a 12-pack Red Bull, learned a lot of stuff in one night, and passed the test. So moved on to Florida, and I did three or so years of that company and found that I really liked IT work. And so I went back to school, got my master's in IT, and then uh, got hired with a great company working mm -hmm. in healthcare IT and love every second of it. And then through all of the twists and turns, we've hopped around different cities in Florida, and now we're settled sometime up, you know, on the west coast of Florida. Yeah, west coast of Florida. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where I am here. Did that kind of hit the- I like it. Yeah. It was a very like Kev way of explaining your life. Yeah. <laughs> Just like to the point, exactly. no nonsense. No nonsense. This meet, can this meeting be handled in an email? Probably. Probably, honestly. Okay, so one of the number one questions that people sent in for you mm -hmm. is, how did you navigate Amanda balancing her animal training career and your marriage? That's mm. <laughs> your favorite topic. Patience. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, in the animal training career, animal training field, there is a lot of moments of being on call, being an essential worker, um, having to make decisions for your animals, canceling plans. In my case, I drove two hours one way for some jobs. So there's a lot of like extra things. It wasn't just like a normal job. Mm -hmm. Tell us, Kev, how you made it through five years of me doing that. <laughs> uh, a lot of patience. Okay. So I would have to say that I learned a lot of this from um, myself growing up and then from my parents. Um, I was a very outspoken child. I knew exactly what I wanted and what I was not going to do. And I was never wrong. I was, all, I was so wrong all the time. I was going to be an astronaut. Hell or high water, I was going to be an astronaut. There's still time. Still time. He's not an astronaut. Um, I was going to be a doctor. I was going to do all of these things. I'm not saying that I, I, I wouldn't. I also very assertively told my father I would never work behind a desk because it is a waste of your life. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't hold back for reminding me that. Um, but really with all of that and then my time at the firehouse, um, I love to work holidays. Yeah. Uh, you got the best calls on holidays. Car wrecks, stabbings. People love to stab each other on Thanksgiving. We ran all the stabbings on Thanksgiving. It makes sense. Cardiac honestly. arrests. <laughs> uh, so we got all the good calls on the holidays and I would purposely choose to go to the firehouse and not be with family. And my parents gave me nothing but grace. 
Um, I also loved running on Sundays, so I didn't have to go to church. So I would work on Sundays specifically to not have to get, to get out of church. And that's, yeah, that was, my parents knew and they gave me a ton of grace. And that's hard too, because y'all are not going to church. It's not like you're not doing something worthwhile. Oh, I know. And I totally use and that to my And you use that card. I, I use that so well. Um, but my parents showed me grace and they enjoyed every time, every minute that they got with me and they would move their schedule around to, we would do Christmas either before Christmas or after Christmas. I do Thanksgiving before or after, um, and I learned a lot of that from them. It's just that, you know, it's you're a very outspoken, bold individual, and no one has anything figured out in this life. Yeah. And while you see that you are absolutely going to do something now, you never know what the future is going to hold. So, patience and grace. Yeah, we're you're making it sound like you were just handled it so perfectly the entire time though. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So patience and grace. So I'm not a, um, you I, don't like confrontation. No, I love confrontation. Not when it comes to us though. I know I'm very intelligent with my confrontation. Mm, unpack that my love. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I, there's a great, uh, when we first got married, you called your dad for some things like, Hey, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? And I was like, I'm your husband. It's my job. Right. Yeah. And it, it like, it frustrated me that you would call your father. And I was like, Hey, this frustrates me. And you're like, it's fine. He's just my dad. It's easy for him. So then what I started to do is I started to call my mom for, love mom, for dumb stuff right in front of you. And you learned how horrible that felt. Slightly, slightly manipulative. It was kind of an exercise and we got past that. It is funny with us both having psych backgrounds. We definitely use our uh, psychology degrees on each other for sure. Yes. But as far, like in our marriage, when we were first starting out, I hadn't quite gotten the animal training job. Mm -mm. So there was the internships and working the lifeguard position, the mm -hmm. education position. And how did you feel when I would come home crying making minimum dollars minimum wage part-time and telling you like i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it i was we just excited you're making money <laughs> in all honesty during that during that stage of our life i was just excited that you had money coming in that's fair that's fair um was there ever be honest was there ever a moment where you were like amanda you're not actually gonna do that just like did you think animal training for me was like being an astronaut for you no 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 because i could be an astronaut if i wanted to and now you know why we work so well. The confidence. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just having, yeah, it is a confidence, right? But you, you make other choices in life that you either go one way or the other way. And, you know, being an astronaut is not something that's in the books for us. I know you're going to say go be an astronaut, but no, it's not in the books for us. So <laughs> leave it at that. But no, I always supported you um, with whatever you, you did, did because you were so confident and you were so sure. Yeah. And who was I to tell you that that's not what makes you happy? Yeah. Remember that one time I had one of many midlife crises and applied to a job in Dubai, mm -hmm. and applied to a job in Hawaii. And then we, you were we like- We went to an interview in California. We did, like three we weeks after could, getting married. Yeah, but we couldn't afford it. We couldn't then. afford a plane ticket, but- we used, I used all the miles I saved up for like the three years yeah. to fly into San yeah. Francisco. And I distinctly remember this one moment where you were like, honey, we live in Florida. We can't move to California. And I'm pretty sure I said, I didn't say we. Yeah, you did. You did. And that was like, that was how it was in my mind. And I think for me, it was so hard to transition from 
living and thinking about just Amanda to then thinking about Amanda and Kev as a unit and finding where you fit into that relationship and into that dream and career because it, it's hard to have another person to think about than yourself mm-hmm. when you're working in one of those like essential type careers. Yeah, but during that time it was also like it wasn't just a nine to five for me. So like I was working sixty hour weeks and yeah. then I was in grad school. So then I was twenty five hours on top of that. So I was like, you do whatever you want to do, boo. I I got study. I've got all these clients I have to work for. So I was really busy and you were driven and then I was clawing us out of Yeah. <laughs> a one bedroom apartment as yeah. best as I could. So So then we moved and I got an atypical animal training job where that's when I started shift work. Mm-hmm. So then my schedule became what your schedule was when we were dating, where you were like on on and off and working night shifts. Mm-hmm. And so how is that? Because typically when we were dating, that was your dynamic. Like you were the one on call at the firehouse and working overnights yeah. and things like that. And I would have to be like, oh, he's not answering my text. He's probably on the fire truck right now or running a fire or something mm-hmm. like that. So how was that transition for you? It was, it was difficult. Um, it was very lonely. Yeah. But I also like learned how to, I don't know, kind of ignore it. It's not healthy, right? But it's not like not unhealthy, right? It's just like, okay, it's, this is just- I put all my feelings in a box and then threw away the key and dropped it at the Marianas Trench. Well, yeah, that works too. But it's, it's like, okay, what's the problem right now? Yeah, like you're busy, I'm busy, but like it's never gonna be perfect. So let's make the most of what we can and do, what works and you were so happy with what you were doing it seemed like you were very happy with what you were doing seemed we, we learned um but it was it was a stepping stone for what you ultimately wanted and i knew yeah. it was just a sacrifice that it is what it is it is what it is it's true during that point when i was working those overnight shifts we pretty much operated as roommates we did 100 percent. we i that's like the year in our marriage where i'm like mm, we weren't really husband and wife, we were roommates because there was a moment in time I would come home from work and high five him as he was leaving for work. You mean like nine months? I said a period of time. You said a moment. A moment. A moment. It's a blip on the radar now. We've been married six years, so that is a blip in our radar. But yeah, there was a a period of time, like nine months, yeah, where we would quite literally high five. I would come home from work, open the garage, and he would be walking out on his way to start the day, and I would be going to sleep mm-hmm. for the night. That was my night. Yep. And we would only see each other on the weekend, and that was only because I chose to sacrifice my sleep yeah. and change my schedule, my sleep schedule for mm-hmm. the weekend so that I could We'd have one day see together. you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was definitely very difficult definitely hard yeah mm-hmm. then yeah. then yeah. you know we made it through the animal training career oh, and no, there's still two jobs three jobs <sighs> one two three jobs after that one so not yet but we you, you get the gist you get the gist kinda, all right you know what it repeats itself regardless well of... and i think that's a very valuable point to bring up is that it became a cycle yeah the grass and is always greener. It yes, and that's one thing that I had to personally learn is that I kept searching for the next big thing, and that's a very fatal flaw in my personality when it comes to the things I want for my career, not the people in my life. That but, was frustrating for me though. Yeah, because make the same mistake over and over and over again and biting my tongue. And you did. Until the last time. Until the last time. And then I said, you know, you 
Yes, so as we have heard in episodes before this one, I went through some pretty big identity issues mm -hmm. and grappled with the idea of leaving the animal training field, something that I was set on doing my entire life, something that I accomplished, kept accomplishing, kept clawing for, kept fighting for, even when certain situations happened that destroyed that dream. Mm -hmm. And it got to this point where I started sharing my life online, on the internet. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to our next question that people are asking is, how did you feel about me leaving something that I had had both of us sacrifice so much for to achieve and then decide I was gonna do something completely different. Oh, I loved it. Really? Yes, because I didn't sacrifice anything for the, a job. I sacrificed it for you. Yeah. So it's not that, oh, well, darn it, she didn't get the job or she's not in the same field. I sacrificed all this time and energy and effort. No, it was all part of that growing. I wanted you to be happy. And I saw from a husband's perspective how toxic and Oh, man. But I love the fact that you were, because you did have so much of your identity in what you, you saw yourself and your sense of worth with what you did. Yeah. From a, I have a title of this perspective. Like, I did this. I do this. This is who I am. Which I think you really relate to when you were a fireman. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was. I was like, I'm a fireman. I'm invincible. I yeah. won't die. And then this little pink haired girl came along. Yeah. I was blonde then, but. Mm -hmm. And then your whole identity changed and you chose to make that pivot and you chose did, to yeah. That's right. walk away and literally leave everything that you knew and were achieving for because for some reason you thought I was worth it. Mm -hmm. And so personally, I think I only made it through that shift because I knew that you had done it and you modeled it for me and you did it so gracefully. Boys and Grace, this is United States. You are, you Thank really you. are. But I think that was awesome to have you there encouraging me. And even once I made that final decision and like accepted my consulting job moving forward, Kevin never gave his opinion on what he thought I should do. And that is the most magnificent thing I think about Kevin is that through everything that I've done and through all of the toxicity and mental health struggles and like physical and emotional stuff that I've gone through with my career path and journey, he never once gave his opinion on what he thought I should do. Yo, okay. You've asked for it a lot of times. I asked for it all the time and I was like, do you think I'm making the right decision? Do you think? And you're like, honey, you know what's best and I trust you that you're going to make the best Does decision. Does it matter what I think? No, honestly, no. Yeah, Most of the time. That's what I would say. Does it matter but what I think? But with this last decision, I just remember kept asking you like, is this what you want me to do? Is this what you think I should do? And you were like, honey, you're going to make what feels right. You're yeah. going to make the decision that feels right. I know to you've you. been praying about it. I know you've been thinking about it. Like you're going to make that decision. And then when I finally made it, I was like, okay, you can be real. Are you really happy? And you're like, yeah, thank God. I, know. I was really <laughs> oh, happy. Finally. Well, I mean, it's like when you have, when you have the, the, I mean, it's not the luxuries of a nine to five, but you have the, the culture of like a nine to five job, right? You have to enjoy weekends. We actually never had weekends together until you started this. Yeah. So we didn't really know what to do or like even just nights together. Yeah. Normally it's like, I do my own thing. I learned how to cope with my Xbox and well, and something that I remember towards the end, 
which is when I knew, okay, I really need to make a change if I want to enjoy the supposed best years of my life. Like I'm almost 30. And you said to me, you're like, sometimes it's hard for me to know what version of Amanda is going to walk through the door. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because in the nature of the job, it was so hard for me to separate the things I was experiencing and the hard things I was going through at work and not bring it home because mm -hmm. I am such an empathetic person that I would want to talk to you about it and I would want you to feel what I was feeling because then that would help take some of the burden off for me and the pain that I was going through. But you were like, I understand, but again, that cycle, why are, why are you still allowing it? It's my job to solve problems. She yeah. Problem. So that... I, I have to learn to say, are we, are we complaining? Sorry, that's not a bad. I uh, can I say, are we bitching today? Are are we, <laughs> are we trying to solve problems? Yeah, it's... you would be like, are we venting? Like, do you need me to be a girlfriend, or can I be analytical, Kevin? And do I need to fix your problems? Yeah, go my twelve-step plan, plan, right? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah. So that being said, transitioning then from animal training to being an influencer online. What do you think about that? <laughs> You're very creative and you have very bold ideas and you love to just dabble wherever you dabble. Mm -hmm. So it gives you the opportunity to explore all of those options in your own creative way, which in turn makes you more happy and thus me more happy. That's true. Mm -hmm. Is it true, happy wife, happy life? Honestly, I, I think it's happy yes. partner because yeah. It's not one-sided. I was gonna say, I was like, like, I actively want to make your life happy too. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think about more than just myself now because I have the, I have the energy to think about more than survival mm -hmm. mode. Yeah. I honestly feel like for the past five years of my life, I was just in survival mode. You were. Which, when we first started our marriage, you were in survival mode mm -hmm. because you were literally trying to keep us as humans. We couldn't eat chili every day. And then I came home with two puppies and you're like, ah, we can't feed these mouths. We don't ah. have enough chili to go around. <laughs> okay, so the last question that people submitted was, how do you feel about Manda sharing both of your lives so publicly online? Um, I'd like to emphasize the so, because it's really not. Um, we have very strict guidelines and rules. I'm sure everyone thinks I'm a bum that plays Xbox and sings Greatest Showman all day long. Well, because that's all they see on stories. Exactly. Um, so we have very strict rules about what we're allowed to share and what we're not allowed to share. Yeah. And mostly we, because you you work in the cyber world, and yes. so you're aware of like what part of your identity can get stolen and like fishing. And even so, like your job like it matters how you're portrayed with your job and mm -hmm. there's a chance that like with your company certain things like yeah i'm very bold about my opinions but that doesn't mean that you have to be exactly know? right yep so we we have a very good understanding it frustrates you sometimes like that one tiktok where he's like oh it's a color challenge and look at us soulmates with me putting my birthday in here and your birthday there i was like yeah no yeah, it was getting so many views. I had this really cute TikTok up, and he was like, "Yeah, you have to take that down." <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a non-starter. Do you feel like you are accurately portrayed on my platform? I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think so too. Yeah. I mean, you are a big goofball. I am a huge goofball. I mean, that's my favorite. One of my favorite things about you is that you're consistently make me pee my pants laughing all the time. My goofball island is lit up. But yeah, it's um, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of our life is shared publicly, and it's not that we're hiding or that you're hiding things. But there is information that we make sure to obscure. Yeah, and I think I learned too. There was a time where. I was very active on my stories and I like literally recorded everything I did that day and when I went to work the next day, people were like, oh, what'd you do over the weekend? And I said something, they're like, oh yeah, we saw. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we saw, we saw on your stories. Yeah, we saw, we saw. And I was like, mm, okay, well. <laughs> and so then I learned personally, like, okay, I don't want to share everything. everything. I want to keep the bounds of our marriage part of it. Just be us and mm -hmm. not 13,000 people involved in our marriage. Yeah. I mean, don't worry, people have their opinions and they definitely give them. I love opinions. On our life and our relationship, but. I don't care. You don't, that's no. the thing, you don't, you don't give two shoots. <laughs> I don't give a fire truck. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome. Is there anything that you would like to say that you feel like we didn't cover? Anything that you want to talk about? I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but whatever questions yeah yeah do you want to say anything to your fans I don't have any fans. you have lots of fans actually mm -hmm. people love kev oh well let's go drink around the world epcot 2021 oh my god yeah, let's do it we can start a revolution we already did start a revolution no no but like uh let's just have a group of like 100 people that just go drink around the world at disney we okay. get matching t-shirts Oh, you're not, I'm about this. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I love this. Okay, wow. With matching hats too. It's like, was it um, Dunder Mifflin does Gettysburg? Does pink hats, trucker hats? No one? Not a soul? We're gonna make this happen. On that note, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you willingly mm -hmm. participating. I got sushi before this. You did. We went to sushi, mm -hmm. we got crumbles cookies, and mm -hmm. I made you a mojito. So. Yeah. Hasta la vista, baby. All right, on that note. See ya. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what an episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the banter back and forth between Kev and I. Honestly, he is my best friend and always keeps me on my toes. That is for sure. I sincerely appreciate all the love and support y'all are showing on all of our various platforms. I'm inspired by all of you besties daily. Thank you so much for submitting topics to talk about, suggestions on new episodes, and even questions that you wanted to ask Kev. He had so much fun doing this, and honestly, I think he'd be open to talking even more about some of the things that he's been through in his life. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Again, thank you so much for subscribing, following, supporting, and sending to all your friends. I am obsessed with each and every one of you. Until next week. <laughs>